So, uh, so I'll just talk about you know the last couple of weeks since I've seen everyone. Um, I'm gonna get rid of this little window here so I can see more of you. I know some of you probably have this on, on speaker view, uh, but if you have it on, <coughs> if you have it on gallery view, it's quite, quite sweet, isn't it? To see everybody and hold everyone together. So that's, that's what I've got uh, last week. Uh, a week ago today, so our family um, uh, lost our our cat. You know, I think it's a cool. I might have <laughs> mentioned it <laughs> uh, at at a day long. And you know, I wasn't sure. She said, uh, well, "I said I'm not. I can't request the precepts because I think we're gonna. I think our cat's gonna die, and uh, I can't. I can't." Uh, be responsible to be a certain place at a certain time and and she said that's fine uh is it okay if i if i mention it to the group and and uh you know i sort of said well you know i'm sensitive to the fact that uh, it's a cat you know and um <clears throat> and i i don't and i don't want to be if you don't think it's insensitive to people who have lost uh, family members or loved ones, human, you know, family members, then go ahead. <laughs> uh, so I don't, I don't know actually what she decided, but I figured that, uh, you know, merit uh, coming to my family either way is, is something to be. Uh, grateful for and <clears throat> so I just uh, I said go ahead if you want to and um, we you know I've been a card carrying Buddhist for a for quite a long time at this point like 15 or 18 years or something and you know people do ask me once in a while what is it how do you get to be a card carrying Buddhist <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean anyway? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't really know it, it uh, differs from tradition to tradition. And of course, in, uh, in Buddhist countries, uh, it's, um, you know, there's uh, even more convention to it. And you, you might have been born into this uh, lovely place, even through your karma and your parents' karma. Uh, but for, you know, us in Western countries, non-Buddhist countries, um, it's sort of this, um, this individual choice we make, isn't it? Uh, to, to quote, become a Buddhist or take on this path or, uh, or take on an identity around Buddhism. And, it, you know, in this tradition, when people ask me that, well, how do I, how do I become a Buddhist? <laughs> uh, I say what I was taught, which is, well, you can, um, you take the precepts and, uh, and start living this way. You take the precepts and start living this way. And 
in our tradition, you know, and I also recommend that people support support the tradition and, and teachers and then apply uh, effort to their practice. And uh, really, uh, that's all we have, you know. <laughs> And uh, particularly because we're associated with a, a monastic tradition. So uh, that's where all the ceremony is, isn't it? <laughs> they get to uh, you know, sort of change clothes and <laughs> uh, learn a, uh, a bunch of chants and uh, move in to a new, a new place, uh, move into homelessness, uh, as they say into the homeless life. <clears throat> uh, uh, but we still are here, aren't we? We're still uh, living in our homes and with our families and uh, living our lay lives. And uh, some of us have, you know, took on an outfit. But, <laughs> but you know, I can assure you I'm not in this outfit all the time. <laughs> uh, I went out for my break uh, here into the lunar room and Ethan said, are you going somewhere? <laughs> I said, no, I'm in my meditating outfit. <laughs> got my, uh, got my black and white on. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Wait, have you not even meditated yet? Yeah, yeah, I did. But now we have more things to do. You know? <laughs> uh, so there are some conventions that we take on, you know, like uh, uh, maybe having an altar, maybe you know buying a scarf, or you know, sitting in meditation with with friends, or taking a teacher on uh, to help guide us. Some of us might take the precepts uh, as a way of of life, a way of training the mind, and um, and so forth. So when our, our cat uh, got sick, you know, the, the question, one of the questions was, you know, how will we see this through to the end of his life? You know, uh, because in our conventional society, you know, um, euthanasia, Humane euthanasia is an option, and I think it's an option that most people uh, opt for with their pets. It's quite um, saves them from quite a lot of suffering or pain. Maybe I don't actually know if they're suffering, <laughs> uh, but save them from some pain—the pain of the body, the physical pain of the body shutting down, and maybe some of the anxiety of not being able to use the body uh, in quite the same way having it deteriorate, uh, not really understanding that uh, they can't sort of jump and run and eat and, you know, use the facilities in the same way. <clears throat> and, um, you know, as our little friend was getting sicker and sicker and more and more difficult to take care of, we were watching, you know, sort of our kids too and talking to them and uh, trying to decide as a family what the what the best uh, plan was and we decided um, on Thursday night that on Friday morning we would take him 
uh, that my husband actually was going to take him to the vet and have him put down. And that was a gesture I think of, um, you know, wanting to uh, help the cat suffering and help his own suffering and help our kids suffering and uh, do sort of what is was expected, you know, of us as cat pet owners. Uh, and, <clears throat> and so Friday morning, um, oh, and, uh, and to take on the karma of it, you know, for me, as a gesture to me, you know, as a card-carrying Buddhist, <laughs> right, as they say. Um, and I told him I would, I would go either way, you know, I could do, I could keep our pet at home or I could see him off uh, Friday morning. And so Friday morning came around and uh, Todd said, uh, some of you know Todd, he's quite a you know, wonderful person, a warm and loving, sensitive. And he said, uh, <clears throat> I can't, I can't do this. I can't bring him there. And he was really extremely emotional and overcome <clears throat> with emotion. And, and uh, normally I don't, um, you know, part of being a card carrying Buddhist is keeping that card in your pocket. You know, <laughs> we're not, <laughs> we're not evangelists, you know, even with our closest closest family member and friends. It's, this is being a card-carrying Buddhist is our business and uh, it becomes other people's business through our actions, you know, but uh, not through the, the uh, well-meaning lecture, you know. <laughs> and uh, so, I, but in that moment, um, I just said, without thinking really, it just came into my heart. I said, well, this is, he said, why is this so hard? And I said, well, it's extremely, it's extremely, you know, a huge amount of karma to take on uh, to kill another living being. And that's why it feels so difficult in, in, in our tradition as a huge amount of karma to kill another living being uh, and <clears throat> and you know I didn't know the conversation kind of ended there and I didn't I didn't really know what actually we would be doing after that our vet was closing on over the weekend so we uh, we had a sort of a window you know of time and uh, in the end, you know, we didn't, we didn't end up taking him. And I asked Todd why, and he said, because I kept thinking about what you said, about why it feels the way it feels. And 
you know, so, so being on this path um, and being present for it and, you know, being present to really, to really see and live the experience of goodness and skillfulness, like I was sort of reminiscing about uh, in, in our meditation together this morning, um, it's, it's just as powerful and uh, just as um, important as, as feeling that embodying the lived ex- experience of, um, of difficulty, of uh, sort of <clears throat> having to uh, examine one's actions and choices and intentions um, in, in the context of uh, living this life, <clears throat> uh, you know, uh, endeavoring not to kill any living creature, not to harm another, not to take what isn't offered, not to uh, live uh, in wrong relationship, not to take advantage of other people, uh, to use our words in a, in a kind and useful and, and beneficial way. And the, the thing is, what's difficult is that, um, you know, <clears throat> It's sometimes uh, it does take these really, really huge, uh, difficult uh, events, this overwhelming emotion uh, to, to uh, let us know what the body, to let our brains know what the body knows. You know, the body knows that maybe, you know, that, that this is really heavy. It's a heavy thing to uh, take a creature's life. <clears throat> um, but it's also a heavy thing to uh, tell maybe a white lie to our, our kids or to, um, you know, maybe uh, take some extra pencils from work. Uh, these are also, you know, these are also moments of, of building karma, of building a habit. And uh, what we want to do, what uh, as, you know, people on this path, what we want to do is we want to build the habit of uh, goodness and of generosity and of kindness and of compassion and of non-harming uh, and of, of goodwill. And so uh, we have to watch those uh, little tiny, uh, very refined ways that we uh, sort of skirt our um, uh, emotional responsibility. Um, and, and we can learn from those. I remember uh, sort of Many years ago, uh, you know, I was talking about uh, uh, finding uh, gray hairs, you know, like a long time ago. <laughs> I was talking about finding uh, gray hairs and, you know, how that uh, uh, brought up this contemplation of uh, 
earth aging, sickness and death, you know, the four heavenly messengers. And I pray at three, you know, <laughs> and I was pulling them out. So, <laughs> you know, I was uh, getting rid of those heavenly messengers as quickly <laughs> as they were showing up. Now, if I was doing that, I would, you know, have a different hairstyle. Uh, <clears throat> but somebody after word said, you know, things must be all right for you if uh, the biggest thing you're worried about is gray hair. You know, if that's the thing that you're contemplating is your gray hair, you know, things must be pretty good. And, and you know, my response to that, I don't think I said anything in the moment, but my response to that was, well, why shouldn't I, why shouldn't I train the lens of Dhamma on everything, on everything? On the smallest uh, change, on the smallest loss, on the smallest gain, uh, why shouldn't I train the lens of Dhamma on that? So if we don't, you know, bring mindfulness and the path to uh, the little things then when the difficulties get bigger, we're not going to have built up that habit, you know. And we need to have built up that habit when things get hard, or we're not going to have it to rely on. So then um, on, on Sunday, you know, the, the kitty passed and we sort of dealt with his body on Monday. And then, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I think uh, grief comes in all colors, you know, and sizes and grief is as individual as the person feeling it. And uh, so here was one of my family members looking through all the old photos, and here was another one of my family members uh, crying and crying, and here was me just, <laughs> don't show me pictures. I don't want to think about it. Also, get away. <laughs> sort of that see no, see no suffering, hear no suffering. That's kind of where I went. Um, and uh, then one of my family members was you know, highly irritable and so it's all grief. It just looks different on each person. And so my friend, uh, um, a wife, a wise friend, not a Buddhist, you know, you ha everyone has these friends that they don't know they're Buddhist. <laughs> they're not, they don't carry cards, but they just are born that way. So my wise friend, she said, uh, you know, when our pet died, uh, we made an altar. And I was like, oh, an altar. And she said, uh, yeah, they need some place to put their love. And to me, that was, that made a lot of sense. That was a really good reason. And so 
until this morning, I should have left it, but <laughs> until this morning, <laughs> uh, I uh, gave my altar over to uh, Beans the Cat. And I told everyone that uh, it was going to be Beans the Cat altar for a little bit. And you should have seen the crew jump into action, like smiles, uh, drawings, poems, tiny books. Um, there was this little pillow and a little stuffed mouse and a clump of grass, like all the things <laughs> uh, that made his life worth living. Uh, but it really shocked me. It really surprised me, even after having my own altar for almost two decades, you know, it shocked me um, how transformative it was for my family members to have a place to put their love. And, you know, it's not like after that they came in and sort of, you know, chanted or lit any candles or did any things. Uh, but just the act of putting, putting memories, uh, putting love, putting thoughts, putting items up here for a few days, um, it actually did quite transform our house and some things clicked into, into place for everybody. <clears throat> so, you know, all of this to say that, um, that we can pay attention to that which is, uh, which is painful and that which is um, difficult and uh, that which looks <clears throat> different on every face. Uh, coming from everybody, that which is held um, grief, you know, that which is held differently for every person. And we can, you know, we can help our friends and our families, our communities uh, find a place to, to put their love. And I think that just that is uh, quite transformative for all of us. <clears throat> 